everybody. This is Pete Norman Grant with another Grapefruit Agenda podcast, where we analyze, criticize, demonize, pulverize, and circumcise what passes for the news today in the state of Florida, around the country, and large swaths of the global diaspora. Why grapefruit? Because we're sweet on conversation and sour on liberalism. Today's episode is entitled Going Racial. Yeah, we can go racial. Not racist, but going racial. You have a racial consciousness. In other words, you distinguish between some anthropologically identified races. I really don't agree with the word race. A lot of scientists, anthropologists don't think there is such a thing as race. There are ethnicities, there are DNA packages that are passed on from parents to their offspring. But somewhere along the line, I think I believe the Brit, around the colonialism time when they're in charge of India, and most of the globe. The sun never sets on the British Empire. And so race was a big factor in their domination and their colonialism, which cannot be denied. But today I'm looking at a guest speaker, a guest writer, a guest columnist from Detroit who happened to wind up in my paper here in the Treasure Coast because I guess they just didn't have enough haters in the in the paper today. They had to import them. Import them from Detroit. Guy named Keith Owens. And the headline, which I don't think he wrote. Turns out to be, I don't buy polls saying race between Trump-Biden is neck and neck. He doesn't buy it. Well, he's not going to buy it. It's all in the papers. It's all over. Trump's ahead by about a point nationally. What's interesting, too, in clear, clear, real clear politics, he's up by about, about a point, between 0.7 and a point. And this is the poll of polls, all the polls, the Gallup polls, Quinnipiac polls, AP polls, Fox polls, New York Times polls. New York Times polls came out. No, it was the Washington Post. Washington Post poll came out about a month ago, had Trump up by seven. Oh, that's outlier. That's an outlier. That's There were problems with the data. Okay. So there are always the, race, the races every two years, every four years, every year. You can find a good race, but when you put race into the races, that's when we get a problem. So that's why I call this going racial. Utah, this is Mr. Owens from Detroit. Utah's Republican Senator Mitt Romney announced last month that he will not be seeking re-election for another term in office because he's fed up. The why, in quotation marks, is not much of a mystery. Romney was one of the very few Republicans willing to oppose Trump publicly. He was the only Republican who voted to convict on Trump's first impeachment and one of ten who voted to convict for the second impeachment. Where's the race coming? I'm trying to follow. Where the, it'll, be, it'll be here. Trust Mr. Owens. Romney became one of the, those Republicans targeted by the mob. What he, mean is, what he means is white mob, which will be coming. One of those Republicans targeted by the mob for his unwillingness to fall in line. He was forced to shell out $5,000 a day for private security to protect his family. From what incidents, we really don't know. At roughly the same time, Georgia poll worker Ruby Freeman and her daughter Shea Moss, for example, were falsely accused by Trump's personal pit bull Rudy Giuliani of tampering with ballots in favor of President Joe Biden during the 2020 election, experienced the kind of racist threats that make what Romney had to endure look like sandbox bullying. No $5,000 per day security for them, however. And it's funny, we're not sure what those threats are. If you please, we just include a couple of examples. Oh, you mean... The ones that you see on the box that lights up here. The ones I'm, what I'm looking at right now. Inside a, a typewriter that's electronified and you got to get the, the radio waves out there. And so somewhere typing in a closet, maybe somebody who's saying, geez, those people are bad. Well, Trump, 
Jeff actually did say something about Ruby and Shay, because those are the two people that were caught on video at, uh, I think it was Fulton County. It was Fulton County in the, the county room, because after they told the Republicans in 2020, election in 2020, Fulton County, told the Republicans to leave, were shutting down for the night, and as soon as the Republicans left, well, the people got busy. Matter of fact, yeah, Ruby Freeman got busy, and Shay Moss got busy after midnight, taking out boxes from behind tables and then counting them again. So there's no supervision. These are obviously a vote-by-mail, VBMs, which are desperately susceptible to cheating, as we have seen. But if you say so, you're an election denier, which I deny. I deny that appellation. So he goes on to say it's part of the same twisted circus led by Trump this called special Jack, special counsel Jack Smith, who has also received threats, we don't know what kind, to request a legal muzzle for the defendant who is actively making threats of his own as well as encouraging his base to rise up and raise hell on his behalf. <laughs> Did Trump say rise up? You white mob, <laughs> could you rise up? No, what he was doing was criticizing the person who worked for the, the judge in New York. Because the judge in New York, his wife actually was a Democratic activist. These juries and these DAs and these uh, and these uh, all these uh, prosecution lawyers—they're all made up to be part of the Democrat mob. That's the Democrat mob. If you want to talk race, it's part of the election race. That's what's going on. Specifically, specifically, Smith has requested that Judge Tanya Chutkin issue a narrowly tailored gag order to shut the man up. The purpose is to protect the sanctity of the judicial process. Really. The sanctity of the process, including the safety of potential jurors and the jury selection process. It's going to be interesting to see what the jury is in, in, uh, in D.C. Can they find, in D.C., D.C. voters voted 98% for Hillary Clinton and 95% for Joe Biden. So when you start dredging up a jury in D.C., you got some real friendly people. So the gag order was virtually no power to stop what's coming in 24. This is Mr. Owen's fear. Geez, just a little gag order? That doesn't seem like much of a threat. He says, I doubt we'll see another insurrection like what happened in 2021, but when a ridiculously wealthy white man who happens to be a member of the U.S. Senate is forced to spend 5000 per day to protect his family from the realization of lethal threats, and intimidation spewed by the white followers of a white nationalist cult leader incensed that his wealthy individual would not bow down and kiss the hairpiece. That's Romney. Kiss Trump's hairpiece that should give you an idea of the reckoning that is on America's horizon. Now, look, there should be a lot of libel going on, a lot of libel lawsuits, slander and libel. If they could only prove that that's Trump's hairpiece, not real hair, didn't they do that, Jimmy Kimmel? Let me let me pull your hair. It's real hair. So shouldn't that be a lie, Mr. Owens? All right. So because it isn't often that you see a wealthy white Republican conservative male targeted on an angry white mob, tank, uh, targeted by an angry white mob, it gets even more interesting when that same angry white mob has come after two black female poll workers. Here it is. Black female judge, black female district attorney. That's Fannie Willis down in Georgia and Chetkin up in uh, New York. And uh, black male district attorney, Alvin Bragg and black female. Well, which is more interesting, that Trump doesn't like these people 
or that they all are black. How did they happen to be all black? Letitia James. So they can't be criticized because of the color of their skin is what we infer from Mr. Owens. But if you do criticize them, then you're racist. I've got a racial consciousness. I have a racial consciousness that says when he pulls the race card, this is, this is slander. That's slander. When you put it in the paper, it's libel. And all of them were targeted for the same reason, standing up for democracy and facing down a clear and present danger to the same. So Trump asking the Board of Elections in Georgia and the state, the Secretary of State, to look again. There's 10,000 votes out there somewhere. Maybe Ruby and those people got uh, rid of them. Maybe they burned Trump votes. So there's no chain of custody. They can't figure out where those votes are now. You can't. You can't look at the machines, which is what Sidney Powell did. She tried to look at the machines after they were done. And she was uh, one of the co-defendants down in Georgia. So she was targeted. But the black targets have a legitimacy because they're black. And this guy is black. Did I mention that? Yeah, Mr. Owens is black. So all of them are targeted. Now, I don't know what targeted means, but it's targeted. All of them were targeted. These black DAs, district attorneys, prosecutors. For standing up for democracy. The democracy is the man who knows that the election was stolen is lying because you know that he doesn't know. You know? It's all based on what you project he knows. So his lying must be a, a felony. And we have to put him in jail. This is what they're talking about. The fact that the threats are becoming more random. This is a good one. The fact that the threats the threats to the, the black uh, prosecutors and judges, and even poor Ruby and her daughter, the fact that the threats are becoming more random and less organized makes them more dangerous, not less. In other words, the less obvious racism that you can see, the worse it is, because obviously it's much more below the surface. Because you know it's there. Because, you know, racism, racism, and the white mob is down there all the time. So when you don't see the white mob, that's when it's most dangerous. You know, when, when Chris Ray can't find any white supremacist, that's when it, you're most racist. There's racism is bubbling, like it's like a stew. You got to take the lids on there, but you know, it's bubbling. But uh, <laughs> so the opposite is true. So I do not buy the polls showing President Biden running neck and neck with a twice impeached, quadruply indicted man who has been declared a rapist by a civil court judge. Was he convicted of rape? It was a sexual assault. In fact, we don't know where Trump actually touched the woman. The one up in New York, in Bergdorf's. It was a sexual assault. That the, the jury just took it and said, yeah, well, we voted 90% for, for Biden and Hillary. I guess Trump must be guilty. So <laughs> there, is no, there is no actual rape conviction. How can this guy libel himself? I mean, he's just libel, libel Trump. It's just in the paper. How can, they, how can they allow this? This is USA Today paper. Your, your turn by Keith Owens. Article's called, I don't buy polls saying race between Trump and Biden is neck and neck. Well, of course it's neck and neck. In fact, Trump is ahead. But it's looking like two in Georgia. Here's a guy, by the way, just, this has just come out in Washington Post yesterday. This is another Floyd. I think his name is, is Harrison Floyd. Black guy from, I can say black, right? Black guy without any implication of racism. Black guy in Georgia, in Cobb County. He was uh, the head of a group called Blacks for Trump. Okay, and now he's one of the co-defendants in the Cobb County, Fulton County uh, overturning of the election trial. Yeah, that's 
this election interference trial. So what he has said, what he has said is, I'm going to go on trial. I'm actually going to say that I don't think that Biden is a true president. I think that one, that Trump won the election. Now, if he says that, he's in more trouble than the other two or three who actually pled guilty, Sidney Powell and Chenoweth or whatever his name is. Uh, they, they had to write letters of apology. I said, yeah, we, we just shouldn't have done that. This guy says, no, I should have done it. This is the, the new flow. As a matter of fact, I'm on the Washington Post uh, website, and they have the comments section, and there's stories in there about this guy, Floyd, who's going to stand there and said his defense is they're, they're being uh, funny about it. They're trying to make it ironic. It's ironic. This guy, this guy, Black Floyd, is actually going to say that he really didn't lose the election. It's unbelievable. What kind of, what kind of defense is that? So I wrote in the comments section online, you can go online and pay $10 a month, you get, you get the Washington Post. And I wrote that this is my new hero, Floyd. I'm going to make a statue. I'm going to make a statue of this guy, Floyd. He's my new Floyd hero because he's going to have the testosterone to stand up and say, we're going to find the evidence to show that this election actually was overthrown. Whereas the other people sort of, sort of get their, leg be, their, their heads down and uh, walking funny. And say, I'm going to write the apology at 5,000. These were all, by the way, misdemeanors that they got in Georgia. Fawny. I call her Fawny. Fawny Willis. Is that racist to say Fawny when her name's Fanny? Her name's Fanny. I call her Fawny. Is that bad? It's a racial consciousness. So he continues. I do not buy the polls. Uh, he was declared a rapist by a civil court. America may be divided, but not we're, we're not that bad. Guano crazy either. Oh, that's so slick of you. But we're not that bat guano crazy either. What we should be paying attention to isn't another politically manufactured horse race designed to keep viewers breathless and panting. We should be focused on is the threat of a corrupted electoral process led by a desperately violent white mob pulling the strings of a willing and pliable body of elected officials ready and willing to pervert the outcome of the most important and consequential election in modern American history. Because of that warped crew has had four years to figure out how to get it the right this time around, that's us. We're the warped crew. We're figuring out how to get around it this time. And intimidation, we're going to get around the intimidation, has played a large role. Already hundreds of election workers across the country have decided against fulfilling those roles ever again after the harassment they endured during the 2020 election. In other words, the games that were pulled in all the election centers where Republicans were left out at night, where they closed the doors in Detroit, where they, they weren't allowed to see in Philadelphia, they weren't allowed to see the signing, the, the signatures that were being remedied. They called them remedied. The remedying of signatures on ballots, the home VBM, VBM ballots. So they just put them in the Biden column. Biden column. Oh, it's just a little messed up. They put them in the trash for Trump. Trash for Trump? A little wobbly for Biden? Okay. So they're questioning the questioning elections, if you question the election, you're a racist, according to people like this guy owns. Further in our day, grapefruiters, I've got something from the Washington Examiner. This is racism that really matters. Heritage Project 2025, a socially conservative plan for U.S. national security, which is going to counteract the DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion in the military. Because it's, it's kind of strange that they're going to have to have a remedy for all the DEI and all the woke stuff they put into the military. Now, this is crucial times. Let me see what's going on in Israel and across the Middle East. And do we want a balanced and a, an equity, an equitable distribution of soldiers? 
The Heritage Foundation then is going to do Project 25, an ambitious plan to dismantle, downsize, and radically reshape the federal government so that it more closely tracks with the moral, cultural, and political values of the current conservative movement. In other words, getting rid of DEI. These are policymakers, policymaking by unelected bureaucrats. What's troubling here is the Department of Defense, grapefruiters. The next conservative president must end the left's social experimentation with the military, restoring warfighting as its sole mission, and set defeating the threat of the Chinese Communist Party as its highest priorities. There's a chapter, there's about the chapter in this, this book called uh, Mandate for Leadership. That's the Heritage Foundation. The chapter also contains a long list of changes aimed at rooting out what the document calls woke culture warriors. Folks, you do know about the white supremacy courses that you have to take at, at uh, West Point. In uh, the Air Force, they just named a woman, by the way, and just named a woman the head of the Air Force. This goes on to show another, another guy who nope, may be a diversity hire as the chief of the staff of the Army. The DOD is also a deeply troubled institution. Historically, the military has been one of America's most trusted institutions, but years of sustained misuse, a two-tiered culture of accountability that shields senior officers and officials while exposing junior officers and soldiers in the field, wasteful spending, wildly shifting. He goes on to have all the different the different criticisms. But the problem with the, the Pentagon, it operates under a diversity mandate included in the 2021 version of the annual National Defense Authorization Act. A diversity mandate. In other words, they have to have. As a matter of fact, this guy is going to say he wants to increase the number of jet pilots, fighter pilots, to 2%. There's 2% in the Air Force, but he wants he wants the fighter pilots to reflect the number of blacks in the Air Force. Now, is this racialism or racism? Or is it just it's liberalism? Project 2025 envisions a colorblind U.S. military culture where recruiting admission to service academics and promotions are based solely on ability, performance, and merit. Isn't that something? Not race? Is that racism to say that, Grapefruiters? So if you're going to have merit instead of race, does that then inculcate racism? All right. So to eliminate politicization, reestablish trust and accountability, the Heritage Project continues. Restore faith to the force. The document makes the following recommendations. And it goes on to get rid of the Marxism and the DEI. Uh, but this is what Tuberville was interested in, by the way. Senator Tuberville was excoriated because he wasn't advancing these nominations for upper-level military because... In the body of the military, if he were to do this, they would continue to be woke. They'd have these white supremacy, how to be a white, uh, what was the word? How not to be a white supremacist. And, and it's in Annapolis. It's in, it's in West Point. Colorado Springs at the Air Force Academy. They have courses on how not to be racist because obviously if you're white, you're racist. This is the military people. All right, so if implemented, Heritage's 2025 presidential transition project appears likely to further inflame the culture wars that have already rolled, roiled the Pentagon. So this is the guy who just was um, he was just elevated. Joint Chiefs of Staff. His first message to the force, his Air Force, Charles Q. Brown, who was black, who just took over as chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staff on October 1st, stressed what he called the primacy of honing warfighting skills. Deterrence depends on being your adversary's worst nightmare in a fight, he wrote. Sounds good. Okay, but let me go on. But Brown, the first black man to lead a military service and the second black chairman, has come under fire for pursuing a diversity agenda while serving as chief of staff of the Air Force. Again, he was just replaced by a white woman. And his nomination was opposed 
by some conservatives, including Heritage President Roberts and Tommy Tuberville. While Biden's nominees to head the Army and Marine Corps were confirmed with just a single no, the no vote between them, 11 senators voted against Brown, including Mr. Tuberville. So he's got some woke policies. That's what Tuberville said about Q. Brown. In an interview with Bloomberg Television, I heard some things that he talked about race and things that he wanted to mix into the military. Let me tell you something, continues Tuberville. Our military is not an equal opportunity employer. We're looking for the best of the best to do whatever we're not looking for. Different groups, social justice groups. We don't want to single-handedly destroy our military from within, Tuberville said. So this is now, you got John Kirby. He's, he's going to wind this up. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby, a retired rear admiral, responded on CNN to this Tuberville reaction to now the chief of staff, Mr. Q. Brown. I've been in many commands at sea and ashore where the diversity of the, of the command itself made it better. The diversity of the command made it better. I'm trying to figure out why, grapefruiters. Why does diversity make things better? It brings new perspective and fresh perspectives to the decision-making process, Kirby said. Let me read it again because we, so you can learn something here. It brings new perspective and fresh perspectives to the decision-making process, said Kirby, who was in charge of our security. It's because we provide equal opportunity for all Americans to serve their country and defend this country that we are better at doing it. Is that true? Let me read it again. Because we provide equal opportunity... We are better at doing it, defending the country. Very questionable. Brown, whom Trump nominated to head the Air Force now, has completely different responsibilities as chairman of the Joint Chiefs. His job is to serve as senior military advisor. And while Brown's four-year term runs three years into the next administration, is entirely within the prerogative of the next president to replace him anytime his advice is no longer valued. His advice is to have equity as fighter pilots. This is called racialism or racialism. Racialism. And we have a sponsor for today's podcast, and it happens to be my latest book. I like to say latest, but it's really my only book. For all of you who missed the library books that have been taken out of the public schools for being pornographic, too racist, or too homoerotic, try Tales of Young Patriots. That's my book. Twelve short stories of young adults in America's history, available through Amazon. Kindle or any bookstore. Go to the bookstore and say, hey, how come you don't have this book? Give me that book. Tales of Young Patriots by me, P. Norman Grant. Reminding you to squeeze in a grapefruit agenda whenever you can. <laughs>